The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI 99.9 FM 1380 on the AM dial. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. We are here every Tuesday evening from 6 to 7 o'clock p.m. You can also catch us on Facebook Live. And after the fact, you can check us out as a podcast on Spotify if you want to listen to the show. Um, we're also live on WNRI.com. So we have a multitude of opportunities for you to catch the show. Uh, I'm a realtor. I'm licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. I work with buyers and sellers of residential and commercial property. Um, I've been a realtor since about 2006, and I work for a company called Remax. Uh, no one in the world sells more real estate than Remax. Um, so the real estate market, what is going on with the real estate market? Well, you know, the market is still very hot. We've been actually lamenting, my colleagues and I, that there are very few homes for sale. Um, and that coupled with the higher interest rates and then even in some instances the lower interest rates, uh, but as of today they are higher, uh, makes it a little bit of a challenging time to sell homes because you don't have a lot of homes to sell. We have lots of buyers, so it gets problematic. You know, when the rates go up, that actually reduces the number of buyers, so it, it alleviates, it relieves some of the pressure um, and the craziness, but we have very few homes to sell. You know, we've been hovering around, uh, you know, a little over 600 single-family homes. But when you, excuse me, when you knock out the ones that are priced over 600000 bucks, the actual number of homes that people have to look at in the entire state of Rhode Island is about 300 and change. Okay, so there's not a lot of homes out there. And I know there are lots of buyers. Personally, I have over 30 buyers who are actively looking for homes. And it's tough. And I tell everyone, you've got to treat it like it's a part-time job. Uh, because that's the only way you're going to be able to find something, even if you are a cash buyer. And I do have some of those as well. So as of today, um, on Mortgage News Daily, our, the 30-year fixed rate is about 6.52%. The 30-year FHA, 6.17. The VA, 6.25. And the 30-year Jumbo is 6% even. So these numbers are all up. Last week and the week before, we had rates that were in the fives. So rates are going up um, or have gone up. I don't know if this trend is going to continue or not. But we're still well below the historic average for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, which is 8%. Okay, so we have a ways to go. And if you talk to anyone who bought a house in the late 1990s and early 2000s, 
they were probably getting rates in the vicinity of 7%. Okay, so as terrible as it seems, because everybody still has the memory that a, a year and a half ago, we were in the low threes. Um, those are gone, pro- I don't want to say for good, but at least for a very long time. Um, but it's still, you know, folks, it's still a great time to buy a home. I was speaking with a young woman yesterday. She came into my office. She's been looking for an apartment, <clears throat> excuse me, for a year. She can't find anything. There's, there are very few apartments out there um, that are affordable in nice properties, in good neighborhoods, uh, and especially if you have kids in a school system and you want to keep them in the school system, it's really challenging to get that done. So you need to really be diligent. And of course, you want to work with a good realtor like yours truly or any of the other realtors that I um, give shout outs to during the show who may check in on Facebook Live. But having a realtor that's looking looking out for your best interests is really important, okay? And it's also important to work with the vendors that the realtor suggests you work with. I know our, we, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsors, um, GMets Moving and Storage, George Metz, uh, his company and his crew. They do a fantastic job taking care of all of their clients, whether you're they're moving furniture from one side of the house to the other because you're having some work done or whether they're doing something, um, moving a cross-country, storing your furniture, they can do it all. They have their own facility to store your furniture. So GMET's Moving and Storage does a great job. Reach out if you have any questions or any need, 401-383-6399. That's GMET's Moving and Storage. And, of course, our mortgage sponsor is Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation with John Dolbeck and Heath LaFort, uh, 401-321-4401. Both guys do a really good job taking care of my clients and they're very outgoing i've actually been trying to nail heath down to do some marketing with him but he's so busy taking care of clients he he doesn't have time for yurts truly all the time so we're, we're trying to get together hopefully we'll get together in the next few days but uh that's john dolbeck and heath laforte at fairway independent mortgage corporation of course you know i always talk about the importance of having a public insurance adjuster and of course Vern rainville Right here in Northern Rhode Island guy, former contractor, does a uh, great job. He works for the property owner, not the insurance company. So he's looking out for your best interest. That's Vern Rainville Public Insurance Adjuster, 484-300-8495. Again, 484-300-8495. Give him a call. If you think you have a claim on your insurance policy, he'll let you know, and he will go to bat for you to see that you do not get shortchanged by the insurance company. And of course, the closing and escrow company that we use for all of our buyers and sellers is Beacon Title and Escrow. Anthony Betancourt, managing partner, Rich Nicholson, attorney partner. They do a fantastic job taking care of all of our clients, whether they are buying or selling real estate. And now I have a quick a um, press release from Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt. I just want to share this with everyone. Uh, The mayor today announced that city will be resuming seasonal curbside pickup of yard waste, small branches, grass clippings, leaves, weeds, etc. for single-family homes as well as family residents of one to three units on Monday, April 10th, continuing through Friday, June 9th. Okay, so from yesterday until June 9th, 
the city will be picking up uh, small branches, grass clippings, leaves, weeds, etc. Uh, additionally, the Woonsocket residential properties with yard waste sticker obtained from the city's Department of Public Works, um, the, it, that can begin uh, dropping off yard waste at the Blackstone Mass site off of Canal Street in North Smithfield starting Wednesday, April 15th, 2023. Uh, its hours of operation are Wednesday and Saturday from 8 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. I don't think Wednesday is the 15th. I believe Saturday is the 15th. So I don't know if it's tomorrow, next Wednesday, or Saturday the 15th that that um, is happening. But uh, you could probably give the city hall a call about that. So the mayor, she's always thinking about, you know, best ways to help homeowners, property owners manage their properties and she said quote with the warm weather approaching when socket homeowners are looking to spruce up their yards and get them looking great once again during the spring we will be offering two convenient ways to dispose of yard waste and we encourage our homeowners to take advantage of them okay so one thing you want to make sure you do not do is uh, you place your curbside pick up yard waste in open compost bag do not use tape to secure the bags closed um or you can put them in closed barrels with lids that are clearly marked yard waste. Okay, yard waste should be placed curbside uh, on your collection day by 7 a.m. And it's not legal to combine yard waste uh, with household waste in the same barrel. Um, I think that's about all we have to say about that. So if you have any other questions about the yard waste management or pickup in the great city of Woonsocket, you can certainly call the mayor's office or call City Hall. And they will take care of it. It is Saturday the 15th. Yep, JR just corrected me with the sign in the window. So it's Saturday the 15th that um, you can start dropping off yard waste at the site in Blackstone, Massachusetts. Now we get that out of the way, the business out of the way of sponsors and press, re <clears throat> press releases and my introduction. Now I want to introduce everyone to my very special guest this evening, Lisa Miranda from uh, Housemasters home inspection services they service all of rhode island they service massachusetts and they service connecticut all right shout out to my cousin john hello john thank you very much for tuning in on facebook live and lisa tell um welcome to the show thank you very much for coming in tonight on this beautiful uh, tuesday evening thank you joe okay great um so tell us a little bit about the company and you know how you got you started and so everyone can learn because home inspections are very important i want to spend a lot of time talking about them but i guess a little bit about the genesis that you and paul your husband how you started the company and how it's blossomed so um housemaster has actually been around for over 40 years since 1979 and the owner at that time um Mr. Austin, he's the one that started home inspections. He did that starting in the early 70s and then decided to franchise and started Housemaster. So, so, um, and so Paul and I purchased it um, six and a half years ago and we have uh, really blossomed and we have another inspector, Douglas Cavallari, that's been with us for um, three and a half years and he also has a background in construction. I would say about 15 to 20 years background in construction. He has been with us, um, like I said, three and a half years and mm -hmm. people really love him and really um, take to his 
um, knowledge experience that he actually shares with the home buyers and, and the sellers and stuff. So he really walks them through and we welcome people to be there on the inspections because we mm-hmm. want them to learn as much as possible right. about the home. The home is, um, you know, home inspection is so important <clears throat> because it's the largest inspection. I mean, it's the largest decision that a person is doing and mm-hmm. buying a um, home. And one thing that I never really thought about until I got into this is that, oh, I really need to make sure that my house is well kept and making sure that I maintain it well so that way when I go to sell it, that it will be worth the most that it can be worth. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, I tell my clients, my buyer clients, because I've been in thousands of homes and, you know, when you have a home that's well maintained, it's like money in the bank because, when you do any work on the house, there's not going to be a surprise like, oh, there was this, you know, part of the house that had a leak and water was just dripping in because they didn't, you know, have the gutter secured properly for 10 years. You know, you don't have those surprises when you have a house that's well maintained. Yes. And I'm sure you guys see that, you know, up close um, during home inspections. And if it has to do, you know, the the biggest, the three biggest enemies of a house are water, water, and water. Yes. Liquid, gas, and solid form. And, you know, people, it's just little things you can do to really save a lot of future headaches. Yes. And one thing that is so important that people don't realize is making sure that your roof is well maintained mm-hmm. because that's where you're flashing in your shingles and stuff, making sure if there's you had a wind blow a shingle off, you should make sure that it's repaired quickly. So mm-hmm. that way you don't have any water intrusion in your house. Right. Nothing worse than water seeping down into your um, into your bedroom while you're sleeping right. or somewhere else in your kitchen and trying to figure out where did it come. And water mm-hmm. travels yes. in so many different directions that you wouldn't even believe um, that it's like, okay, where did this come from? And it could be, you're thinking it's the roof, but it right. could be actually the window or yeah. the flashing. And that's something that's really important to um, our inspectors is that they really um, go through the house with a fine tooth comb and what's great about them is that they do have that construction background so they Mm -hmm. know okay is this something that needs to be fixed immediately or can it wait a little while what is the timeline for that Mm -hmm. Um, so in in our rating system we have fair um, satisfactory, fair, and poor. And so obviously satisfactory is great. Everyone wants that. Um, fair is something, okay, needs attention, but not immediately mm-hmm. that needs to be done tomorrow. Um, the ones that are, really need attention tomorrow are the ones that are that are poor. And people think and say, oh, poor is horrible. Right. It, it could be just a safety issue. It could mm-hmm. be a $10 item. So it's so important to have communication with your with your inspector, but also with your real estate agent, because your real estate agent really knows a lot of things, mm-hmm. um, a lot of different costs on repairs. And okay, this is something that's minor. It's not that um, you know they have great knowledge and experience. The other thing that you also want to make sure is that you read the report fully, and that you don't rely on okay just what you heard the inspector say, mm-hmm. because. It, we're just, you know, throwing all this stuff out at you quickly. Mm-hmm. And you want to be able to absorb the information and saying, okay, what are the things that I really need to focus on? Is this house the house that I want and right. need and can really afford? Because 
if you, you know, are using all your funds to buy that house and the house needs $10,000 worth of, you know, repairs. Right, repairs in the next six months, right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to make sure that that's the house for you <clears throat> mm-hmm. or do you go back to the drawing board and look at it. So that's why you have a home inspection so mm-hmm. you would know, okay, is this a good investment for me at that time or do I look at something else and as a home inspector we can't tell you yes buy this house no don't buy this house every person is different Mm -hmm. in what their needs are what they can afford we don't know anyone's financial situation at all it would be your lender would know a little bit more Mm -hmm. if you share information with your realtor about that and trying to be honest with your realtor so that they understand your financials um, situation about what you have to spend is so important so that they can find the right house for you. And even well. to in addition to the money aspect, you know, I what's important is that when you're doing repairs to a house, someone needs to manage those repairs. Now, if it's something simple like fixing a loose railing, okay, that's very minor. Yes. But if it's something that is more you know, like a construction issue, if it's replacing windows or putting a new roof on or changing, you know, fixtures um, or heating system, things like that, that can be very stressful in and of itself, aside from the money. And yes. if you're a single parent or you have, you know, little kids, you know, that you've got to take care of or whatever. And then on top of that, you have to deal with this. And then you come home from work and, oh, it's not done. So you're dealing in a house that's not fully settled yet. These are all things that you need to, you know, that I try to let my, my clients be aware of. Okay. Yes, you have the $10,000 to put a new heating system in or to put a new bathroom in, but there's going to be a little bit of disruption possibly. Yes. Um, and usually there are some surprises. I mean, I've never seen a project go off without any surprises. You know, So true. Um, it's just things happen. And when, and that's the other thing when you're looking at a house, you have to decide what can I tolerate right. in that um, house. There's no house that's perfect. Exactly. I don't care if it's brand new. Yep. We have done home inspections on brand new homes, and there are some surprises there that. Um, and sometimes it has nothing to do with the contractor. Mm-hmm. They just haven't gone back to say, okay, I need to check that off. Yeah. But sometimes it could be w- with the contractor. They're also, a lot of them are general contractors that are hiring subs in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if they haven't gone in and gone back to say, okay, what is that sub done or hasn't done and have their checklist, you know, a lot of times we're in and we're basically doing the checklist for yep. that contractor. So you also, and we're also validating to say, okay, was it done correctly? At that point, um, with a new house, we are looking to see, is it up to code? Is mm-hmm. it not? Where in a house that is 40 years old, that might not be, so, there are some things that are not up to code. As right. soon as you purchase, you know, as soon as your house is five years old, maybe even a year old, there could right. be things that are not up to code any longer. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that. Yep. And that we're not code enforcers. And if it's a safety issue, yes, we bring that up. And we put that in the report. It's so important. One of the big things I always notice is decks. You know, yes. houses that were built in before the 1980s, it wasn't code for decks to be bolted to the house. It just could be nailed in. And now it's like we, what we know. It's like, yep, yeah, 
just that that needs to be fixed. Not a not a big fix, but it's just something you need to be aware of, Mr. or Mrs. Buyer. Yes. That you want to take care of that. And so I think it's always, you know, good to let folks and I, I will point that out when I'm when we're doing a tour of the house before an offer's put in. That's great. You know, just because just so they are they're aware. Yes. You know, I try to point out things that <clears throat> are obvious to me because I've been around enough so that they don't if they, that may be something that everyone has their own kind of trigger and what they're tolerant of. And I don't want something that I can easily pick out and or point out to be that trigger. And then, oh, they put the offer and put a deposit down, paid for a home inspection, and that one trigger was identified, and now they don't want the house. <clears throat> so I try to let people know about that stuff ahead of time. You know, because the other thing I wanted to point out is home inspections, and we talked about this a little bit before the show, Home inspection is like a snapshot of the condition of a house on a particular day at a specific time. And the next day, something could happen that would change the condition of the house. Correct. Yes. You know, so that's something else I always try to prepare my clients for. Say, listen, this is not like a guarantee that nothing's wrong with the house. You know, they can't see through the wall. There may be mold behind that paneling. Maybe not, but they can't see it. That, so. Yeah, that is so important, and it is just a snapshot for, and we're just in the house for right. a couple of hours, yep. and there's thousands and thousands of items that we're looking at, mm-hmm. different elements that we're looking at, and what we do is we look at, like, the ground slope to see, is there water penetration that could possibly happen, mm-hmm. and if it's not, if we don't, if it's not a rain uh, you know, rainy day or anything like that. Well, we can't see, yeah. um, okay, that's a pooling issue that's going on. Mm-hmm. We can suspect that that's going on. Um, and so they look at that. They look at gutters. Yep. You know, you, you have to make sure that all the water is going away from the house. Mm-hmm. No water should be up next to the house at all. And making sure that you clean your gutters several times a year is so important. Even if you have um, downspouts that go into the ground, people are like, oh, well, how is anything going to get there? Well, it goes through the, the, yeah. the gutters down inside especially yeah, if you're clogged yeah. yeah so it's so important to make sure that those don't get packed up so that there's water pooling around right. your your foundation and stuff and then when we go into the house we're going from the attic all the way down to the basement and the reason for that is when we're turning all the water on in the house we want to make sure okay is there something that could potentially leak that we can see as well as we're going down mm-hmm. um the other thing is that you know, people are surprised that we can't move any person's no. furniture or right. anything like that because yep. if something breaks, we yeah. don't want to be liable for it. And exactly. um, I know I wouldn't want feel comfortable people coming and moving my furniture mm-hmm. out of the way. So that's really important for sellers to make sure that if there's things in uh, in front of your furnace in your basement, making sure that you know the the. Um, that's cleaned, moved away from mm-hmm. the furnace so that the home inspector can look at it. The other place that is um, famous for things to be in front of is the electrical box or the attic. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to make sure that we're going into the attic, checking things out. So those are really important for sellers to be yeah. doing their due diligence underneath the sinks, cleaning those things out mm-hmm. of the way. And that so the, the home inspector... Cause you would want your home inspector to do their due diligence as yeah. well. Yep. So we have to be, um, you know, cognizant of everyone getting their job done and making sure. The other thing is um, 
you know, it sounds kind of funny, but it's making sure that you change your light bulbs and making uh, sure that they're yes. not going out because you want to make sure that that outlet is working. We're going in and, you know, flipping all the switches mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, people want to make sure, is that really a switch issue or is it a, just a, bulb. a bulb? Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, we do say, you know, in it, making sure it tried the bulb first, mm-hmm. but there could potentially be something else that's going on. So yeah. just those little things for a seller to do because they want their house to have the you know cleanest bill of health as right. possible <laughs> I, I always when i list a house i if i go in and, and they have i cannot stand compact fluorescent bulbs because they give so, off such a, a poor quality of light and i say just listen get rid of those mm-hmm. put if you if you can get leds or even incandescents you want brightness yes you want all your bulbs to work you want them to be bright Sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't, which is, you know, frustrating. But, um, yeah, it's, it's um, I, you know, getting back to doing the actual home inspection, what I usually do is I tell my buyers, especially if they're first-time home buyers, I said, listen, take a pen and paper and you follow the inspector around and take notes. Yes. You know, because there's going to be a lot of valuable information that they can share with you about just living in a house and maintaining a house. It's important. And if you've never done it before, you don't know. That's, yeah, so true. And especially like the things that we all take for granted, like where is the shutoff valve for the water? We do put that in our um, report. But there's like changing your filters so many, you know, every so many months based Mm -hmm. on your manufacturers uh, and the filter that you're using. Making sure that you use the right filter makes a big difference. You don't want something that is too thick because then it's not going to um, bring in the air the way it needs to. But you also want something to make sure that it's bringing all the dust and stuff like that. And if you have cats or animals like I do, you know, it ends up filling up with yeah right <laughs> yeah fur. exactly i so i sold a home to friends of mine um several years ago probably 10 years ago now maybe eight years ago and um it was here in one socket and in one socket there are certain parts of the city that have turkey vultures and they roost on rooftops and <clears throat> we when they were inspecting the boiler they, 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 the, the, the trap where you do all the clean out there was a desiccated turkey vulture that must have gotten into the oh, chimney wow. and went all the way down, all the way down, and then basically cooked, you know, from the heat, and it was just completely dried. It was still intact, but it was in the clean-out to the flue for the, for the chimney, and I was like, wow, that's probably one of the weirdest things yes. I've ever seen, you know, during a home inspection. Yes. So, now you guys, you've done zillions of home inspections. What are some of the, you know, I guess scary tales or weird tales that you have from what you guys have seen over the years so uh one thing and it wasn't so much a, it wasn't a home inspection we were with a friend mm-hmm. and i'm glad it wasn't a home inspection <laughs> <laughs> that we were looking at a house a um a multifamily, and paul goes underneath the stairs that is outside and he opens the door and there are bones in it Oh, my gosh. And so we're like, okay, what are those bones? Don't touch it. Right. Don't touch anything. Like, yeah. stop. And so, of course, he takes it out. He touches uh, it. I'm like, now all your evidence is, right, <laughs> yeah. is there. And we're like, what is it? So it had to be um, what we figured it had to be was 
a seal or something. One of the tenants, which we did not know that we knew at the time, but when we went up onto the in the third floor where he was living, he actually collected a lot of different bones and carcasses and stuff oh like that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And he would canoe all around um, the water on, you know, in... In, in the Kikimuit Bay and yep. uh, Mount Hope Bay and stuff like that. And he would just go and collect things. And so we were thinking that's what it... He was, that's, he was a bone collector. Yes, he was a bone collector. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and stuff. So yeah. that was that was one thing that was really stuck in my mind. I won't ever forget right. that. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff. So, um, and then the other thing is, you know, that you're surprised, especially when you're new at home inspections mm-hmm. and... Um, one, you know, one thing that you're never to say when you are a home inspector is "Wow." <laughs> so Paul went right. up, Paul went up into an attic and he said that, and it was actually an agent that was that knew him well and said, "Okay, that usually does not come from Paul." Right. So something's going on, and what it was was basically bat droppings that were inside the house and it was a lot of bat droppings Mm -hmm. and so then the other people the home the buyer went up and said wow and so then she's like okay the agent's like i gotta go see what you guys are wowing about so she did the same thing and like wow even though it doesn't sound like it's a big deal but it was a lot and so that's why they were like okay I've never seen this much before. And, and well, and it can be a, a problem because trying to get rid of them can be a challenge. Yes. Um, you know, it's, you'll think bats in your belfry, bats in your attic is not always easy to get rid of. Yes. Um, that nuisance. Yes. And then just like the, you know, that's dirty, you know, the feces and whatnot. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to, you know, make sure that you get it cleaned correctly and right. everything and stuff. But. Yeah. And it, it certainly can be done, but it's just yes. one other thing that you know you have to uh, deal with during the home and again home surprises when you're buying and selling a home i always say the surprises are not good you never have a good surprise like oh wow here's a pot of gold or something like that yes it's always something that's going to elongate the process or it's going to be something that has you now you have to renegotiate or just something that's going to be a, a huge downer for the you know, buyer and or the seller because there's a major issue that needs to be taken care of. And something like, you know, having the bats dealt with that can certainly be done in relatively short order. It's just a matter of how much it's going to cost. Yes. Yes. And that's the other thing is that people will ask us, okay, what would you ask for off of, you know, well, Mm -hmm. we don't know anything about what your purchase and sales agreement has said, you know, and so we, we defer that all to the mm-hmm. agent, and that's something that we defer to, to which you. Is exactly, which is, yeah, which is appropriate. Yeah, yeah, because we don't know what is in that agreement and what and, you're in. And, and the other thing is, too, maybe it's like the seller's like cheaper. Okay, I've got to, I don't, I don't know how much to offer other buyer. I don't know how much to ask off to get to remediate a bat problem. Mm-hmm. So somebody needs to go find out who does that and get a rough estimate. Or a specific estimate if you, they look at that, that house. And that would determine, I mean, that's what I would do if it were my seller. Yes. You know, I would say, why don't we do this? We're aware of it now, so we're going to have to disclose it if this transaction doesn't move forward. Let's just figure out what it's going to cost to deal with it. Is it $1,000 or is it $12,000 or somewhere in between, you know? Um, and then you can either take care of it or you just say, I'll give you $2,000 off the price of the house. Yes. So, Yes, so that's why we defer to people like you, Jill. Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that, so. Um, 
So now there's one thing that um, I never was aware of this until I became a realtor. Uh, and we talked about it again uh, before the show. And that's something called radon. Now, for those of our listeners and viewers who aren't aware, radon is a naturally um, occurring gas. It's released by the earth, by the, 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 um, yeah, the earth, and it's, um, it's a carcinogen. And if you test inside a house, it has to be below 4.4 picocuries. And if it's not, then you have to have, well, what the realtor would do is negotiate or arrange for an active radon mitigation system to be installed. Because most people, even if it's just five, they're not willing to buy the house without that in. Because 40, 50, 100 years ago, houses were not very airtight. And the radon gas could just be released outside of the house. But now everything is so airtight, there's very little airflow. So that gas stays in the, in the house. And breathing in and over time, you can really have some problems. Yes. So... What what do you what services do you or service do you offer for your uh, so, buyers? So for our um, services, we offer a continuous radon monitor, where it's a machine that we bring and put in the house, um, and we pick it up. It has to be in the home for at least forty eight hours. The windows and doors need to be closed. 12 hours prior to us being um, and delivering the machine. If that's the case, we get there, the windows are open, we can remove the first 12 hours and mm-hmm. extend it for 12 more hours. Okay. That is there. So that's huh, not that's good a, to know. Yeah, so that's not an issue. We just need to make sure. And what it means by closed windows and doors is you, obviously you can't open the windows um, at all, but going in and out of the house yep. is fine through the door. You just can't leave it open Anytime. If you have dogs and stuff that are coming in and out, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. It's just that you're, you shouldn't be leaving the door open for like 10 right. minutes or something. But if you're going in and out, perfectly fine, normal. It's mm-hmm. normal activity that you're, that you're doing. Um, that is always a concern that people have. So the other thing is, is that with um, using a continuous radon monitor, I can actually see was the radon machine um, tilted, moved at all, um, which is nice. It, it gives you a graph, and it tells you every hour um, that the machine is in there what the radon level is. So you can okay. see, which is which is nice to be mm-hmm. able to see, and how how high did it go, how low did it go, and at times there could be a peak depending on weather yep. as well. So some people will. Um, do I need to be concerned? So you, you want it. The EPA recommends it being four. Point oh and under that. Mm-hmm. If you have anything that is at 4.0 um, and above, you want to have your house mitigated. It is actually one of the most reasonable um, environmental things that you need to have repaired right. in your house. And to actually have um, that repaired, it's anywhere between, I would say, $850 to you know, $2,000 to have it repaired mm-hmm. and put in. And it actually does work. My house was a 49. A 40, uh, wow. That's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a 49, which, you know, didn't surprise us that we 
you know, we had to blast when we built our house. So we kind of knew that yeah. we would have radon, a radon issue. Yeah. But when we got 49, um, that surprised us. And so it actually brought it down to a 1.5. Wow. And I And the other thing, even when you have a mitigation system, you should still have it tested every two years. The EPA recommends that everyone tests their home every two years. And in the state of Rhode Island... As of 2021, one in four homes that have been tested and reported to the Department of Health has high radon levels above a 4.0 and above. So that is very high. Mm. Um, the national average is 15%. Is actually one, well, one in every 15 homes has mm-hmm. high radon. So Rhode Island is is high. So I recommend people um, either they can call us mm-hmm. or they can call someone else that does uh, radon mitigation or go to your Home Depot Lowe's and pick up you know a, can- a couple of canisters and test yourself. Right. Just make sure that you follow the directions and send it in exactly what it says, so that yep. way you get an actual um, good reading. Mm-hmm. And making sure that no one touches the canisters while they're there and follow, you know, making sure it's not in your laundry room and kitchen and stuff like that. So there's a number of different things that can affect radon readings and stuff. The other thing that um, where radon can come from, which a lot of people don't realize, is people have a lot of granite in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be so worried about that as much as um, unless you had a real like in your, it's in your on your floor and mm-hmm. stuff. But kitchen um, is is normal, but it can bring radon levels up in your house depending on how high ah, that's and stuff. Which, I was not aware of that. Yes, I was not aware of it until I did my education about radon and the other thing is is if you have a well making mm-hmm. sure that you get your well tested for radon um, as well mm-hmm. so I was we were fortunate that our radon level wasn't we do have a well even though we live in Bristol and mm-hmm. um, and stuff so we did test that it came back negative it was very low now how is that can you get a kit for that or is there a machine that you should get like for the house so it is a water sample okay that you can do okay and that and i believe that you can actually do it yourself if you go to a lab that you can get everything and you know here in the state of rhode island yep a homeowner can test their own water where a um, home inspector has to be lic- a licensed sampler. Oh, okay. So, which is, um, so I wouldn't be able to go in. Maybe for radon, I might mm-hmm. be able to, but I know for regular well water, yep. we're not unless we're licensed. Okay. And stuff. So, that is, that's important to make sure that you know the difference. I mean, I'm surprised that Rhode Island is very strict about that, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Yeah. And, uh, you mentioned licensing. I want to just point out that, you know, how Housemasters is you are licensed, and in Rhode Island and yes. Massachusetts, Connecticut too. Yes. You, all yeah. three states, you need to be licensed in order to um, say that you're a home inspector. And you know, we had this. Unfortunately, was a long time coming in Rhode Island, um, and before people would have someone, you know, like their uncle Vinny inspect the house, who was a contractor twenty years ago, and they could say what whatever was wrong with the house. And now that won't fly because if you have Uncle Vinny come in and do an inspection for you and you say you want to get A, B, and C done, it doesn't have to be done because, uh, you know, Uncle Vinny's not a licensed home inspector. And that's why it's, it's always worth it. I'm, I'm, I would pretty much all realtors, if they're going to recommend or refer 
a buyer to use a home inspector, it's going to be a licensed home inspector because why would they not want to have a licensed person do it? Yeah, I, I want to point out that you guys are licensed in Rhode Island, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. Yes, and each of the states have different requirements mm-hmm. um, in terms – well, all of them are – when it comes to home inspection, everyone needs to be licensed for that. But every state yeah. is a little bit different when it comes to water sampling, radon testing. Like in Massachusetts, you do not need to be um, licensed for radon. And um, I believe also for water sampling as well. Ah, you do okay. not need to. But in the state of Rhode Island, you need to have a license basically for everything um, that you do. The only thing that you do not is mold testing, which we do do mold testing, are, mm-hmm. um, but they are certified to do that. We work with a lab on everything and yep. have protocol put in place for uh, mold sampling as well. And I want to just chime in there too because mold, a lot of times people will see something growing on a wall and say it's mold. And actually all we know is it's, it's microbial growth. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I point out, say, this mold has their legal implications, potentially, if something is actually mold. And then what kind of mold is it? So we can say it's microbial growth until we have a test coming back and saying it is indeed mold. I mean, I think probably one of the... <clears throat> I mean, if the house is well-maintained, usually when you find mold, it's like in an attic that didn't have adequate ventilation. Yes. You know, if it's an abused house or a neglected house, then it'll be in the basement and the bathrooms everywhere, right? Yes. Or, well, in, in, um, even in a bathroom, it's all based on what is for their ventilation. Mm-hmm. Again, making sure they have proper ventilation or making sure that their HVAC system is not putting a lot of cold air in or moisture in if it's really humid outside. Oh, yeah. Yep. So there could be other reasons why or... Mm-hmm. Um, the ventilator is not working properly, making sure you clean. People don't clean their vents like they should be cleaning. Which so that's, no one does. Yeah, so that's yeah. something that is so important for people to do is making sure that um, they clean mm-hmm. all their, their vents in their, you know, if they have a hood uh, yep. for their, uh, <laughs> you cooking. know, cooking, yep. any of that. Even like the dryer vents. Yes. And, those, and that is a safety issue because that could cause a fire. Um, yes. But people just, they don't clean their dryer vents like they should. I mean, um, and I'm thinking I need to clean my, clean my dryer vent at the house, you know. It, it, but it is, it's, it's something that, it's simple and it should be done because it could potentially, you know, save lives. Yes, yes. So. I mean, that is one of the um, most causes for house fires is, yeah. is dryer vents mm-hmm. that people are not cleaning properly and... Um, if you can't do it yourself, hire someone to do right. it. It's so important to make sure that you are, you know, safe and your family's safe mm-hmm. when you're drying your clothes. That it's just a matter of seconds. Yeah. And that, and you know, if you're busy doing something in the other part of the house and your dry catches on fire, you know, you want to yeah. make sure that you're safe and your family's safe. So yeah. that's one thing that we always point out in making sure in all of our reports mm-hmm. is cleaning your dryer vent. Um, right is something that we want to make sure that every client of ours it has that and also making sure that you have the proper dryer vent there right. are so many different things yep. that are not um proper that also the length the of the length i was just going to say that yes. we sometimes you see dryer vents that are like 50 feet long it's like really that's like yes no that should not be no it should not be no. yeah no so that's that's really important to make sure that you have the proper length mm-hmm. the proper um 
material. Type materials and yeah. stuff, and that is installed correctly mm-hmm. as well. The the other thing that I did not mention when it came to radon, and I know that you had mentioned um, a little bit about it, is you know radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer. So that is, you know, obviously smoking. And Mm -hmm. if you're a smoker and your house has radon, then your um, chances of getting lung cancer really increases a lot. Oh my gosh, I'm not aware of that. Yeah, Mm. so it's something that is really important Mm -hmm. that, and I believe that the EPA, even um, the Department of Health here in Rhode Island is really on campaigns about making sure that people know about that. The other um, piece of the house that people don't think about that's underground is the sewer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there, you know, if you have a house that is 50 years old or older, you should really consider having your um, house, you know, scoped, have a sewer scope done um, right. by a licensed, you know, professional. We do them part of a home inspection. We die is basically a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. We're not a licensed um, plumber, but we, if we find something, what we'll do is we will refer, mm-hmm. we'll say, you know, have a licensed plumber come out. And so you could, it. so you could scope it or you'd yes. have to, okay. We can, we do oh, have a good. sewer scope. We can yep. do that. Um, and what it's basically a diagnosis to say, mm-hmm. okay, yes, it um, looks fine. I don't see any cracks or anything in there or any roots, tree roots. Yep. Um, so that's important because if you have a backup or it's not draining properly, you don't want sewer in your house. No. Backing up into your house. No. That's a problem. Or if And if you notice that your house is having a hard time with any water flow mm-hmm. that's going down into your drains, your um, toilets, your sinks, mm-hmm. your, especially your bathtubs um, or showers. Right. That's something, or if you hear gurgling, I would pick up the phone and call a licensed plumber to say, can you come out and check? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) This is what's going on. And so part of it is like if we do diagnose, okay, there is a crack, which we have done. Mm -hmm. Um, In the past, um, we refer either, you know, a licensed plumber or someone that deals with... you know, fixing yeah, the sewers, sewer lines. The yeah. sewer line. And what they will do is that they will want to do their own sewer scope themselves because mm-hmm. they have to do their own due diligence and right. saying, okay, where is the crack? Mm-hmm. Um, and they want to make sure that they can properly give you a quote that is accurate. Yep. Um, where they're going by, if we just give them the video, they can only go by what they see on our video, which mm-hmm. could be, you know, how many feet were, were was the um, inspector standing from the, sh- you know, the opening right. of it. So they need to know exactly. And so that's something that they would walk, walk you through. And then you would pay for it. Um, and if you do hire them, then they take usually take it off, mm-hmm. whatever it is, to come out in. Um, do the scoping. To, yeah, to do the scoping and to fix it. Okay. And stuff. Then there's epoxy that they can do. It. They don't always have to tear up your yard. So, ah, that's which good is, to know. Which is nice. Very nice. <laughs> Folks, you're listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI 99.9 FM, 1380 AM. And we are here with our special guest, Lisa Miranda from House Masters Home Inspections. And we are talking about the process of inspecting homes, the things that uh, home buyers and even homeowners, if you own a home, you should be aware of these uh, potential issues because it could make your home um, less safe if you do not address them. If it's something like cleaning out your dryer vent, the the exhaust tube from your dryer, or if it's um, getting your home tested for radon. 
You know, we have a lot of homes in uh, Rhode Island and Massachusetts have elevated levels of radon, and that is a known carcinogen. It's a nationally, uh, naturally occurring gas. It's released by the earth, and um, yeah, it's worth having it your home tested. And then, if you do have elevated levels, you should get a um, an active radon mitigation system installed. Okay. Um, because it can save lives. It can save lives. I want to do another quick uh, shout-out to our sponsors and thank them. Uh, Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, John Dolbeck and Heath LaForte, 401-321-4401 is their number. We have Vern Rainville, public insurance adjuster. He works for the property owner, you, not the insurance company. So he will help you if you he will help you determine if you have a claim and if you do indeed have a claim against your insurance company, he will make sure that they do not shortchange you uh, for what you are owed based on your policy. That's Vern Rainville, 484 300 8495. Please give him a call if you have any questions. GMAT's moving in storage. They do a great job moving your belongings, putting them in storage if necessary. All you have to do is give them a call. The number to reach them at is 401-383-6399. And please mention the Joe Luke Real Estate Show if you call them. And of course, closing attorneys. Uh, Beacon Title and Escrow, Anthony Betancourt, Managing Partner, Rich Nicholson, Attorney Partner, they are knowledgeable. They watch out for our clients. And if anything goes wrong or happens, it may not be in our client's best interest. They will take care of it uh, and defend our clients uh, from any harm that could happen during the process. Um, so we're talking with Lisa Miranda from House Masters Home Inspections. And she's uh, been sharing a lot of stories and a lot of information, valuable information about the home inspection process. And... This is information that if you are getting a home inspection, especially if it's by Housemasters, you want to have a pen and paper handy so that you can take notes because there's a lot of valuable information that you can learn just from talking to them in addition to the valuable information that you're going to receive at the end in their written report. And Lisa, tell us a little bit about that report and what, what that entails. So our inspectors take lots of photographs of the home um, while they're inspecting. They will also, even if there's nothing wrong with the heating system, the HVAC system, they're taking pictures of the plates that are on the system so you will know how old they are. So it's really important for you to know, um, and you'll see in the report, how old is your elements that are in the home? Your hot water heater, your roof, um, you know, any mechanical thing that is there. So that way, when you go to get insurance, they're going to ask you all of that. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you can use your home inspection report for. So we include all that information, which is called styles and materials, mm -hmm. that um, will tell you a lot of different things. It tells you what type of flooring you have, and it will have all different types of uh, pictures of defects that we find throughout the home that you might want to have repaired, some things that you can handle yourself. Mm -hmm. And you will 
receive the report within 24 hours of the home. And I strongly recommend that you, you know, look over the report, read the whole thing. Um, it is, you know, quite lengthy, but it's mm-hmm. your basically Bible to learn about that home. Right. Um, so it's always handy. Like I had a home inspection done on a home that I purchased three years ago, and I still go back and forth. I did not have Paul inspect it because, you know, to mm-hmm. me, that's a conflict of interest. So right. I hired another house master inspector to do yep. the home inspection for that. And it's nice. We actually have it on the cloud. We have a house master cloud. So mm-hmm. you're actually able to go in at any time, anywhere that you are. You don't have to be home and say, ah, you okay. could be at Lowe's to say, okay, I need a su- a such and such. And you can go and look it up to say, okay, what was that thing that the inspector said that I needed to repair? Mm-hmm. You would be able to do that. We, In the home inspection, we put recommendations in there. We're going to tell you, okay, is something um, satisfactory, fair, mm-hmm. poor, and what we, our recommendations are. So, oh, um, so, for example, like the dryer vent, you know, right. if it's proper material or not, we actually have a picture of what the proper material should look like, mm-hmm. um, and we'll refer you on how to repair that type of thing as well which is which is nice it's helpful excellent um the other thing is is that you would always have our information that you can always call us Mm -hmm. once you move into the house we know it's a lot to absorb um when you're getting a home inspection done so Mm -hmm. you know feel free to give us a call if you have a question about something that you're not sure about because we're there to help support you um and earlier before we came in and stuff i had mentioned that i actually had a buyer that his insurance had called and said, oh, well, we're going to cancel your insurance because you have curling on your roof. So they called us and said, well, it doesn't say anything about curling in your report. So I looked at it, and sure enough, that's, mm-hmm. they were correct. It didn't have anything. So I said, um, I'm going to send back the inspector, and he actually was a licensed roofer at one time. I said, you know, I'll send him back. I sent him the next day. I said, take pictures, take video, everything, so that way I can put something together, so that way I can email it to the client. They can then have a conversation with their insurance company. And one of the things that I always advise my insurance company is to ask them, was it a licensed roofer or not? And um, they actually got it installed, you know, got reinstated, which was nice. That's great. You know, I I just... um this is why it's important to have home inspections and to have a home inspection with a qualified, experienced home inspection company like Housemaster. And, you know, Lisa and Paul do a great job running the company and taking care of um, home buyers um, as they prepare for one of the largest financial transactions of their life. So I want to thank, we're at the end of the show, I want to thank Lisa for coming into the studio this week and helping, uh, you know, provide more valuable information to our listeners and our viewers on Facebook. And if you have any questions, what's the best way they can reach you, Lisa? They can reach me at 401-632-6188 or by email at lisa.miranda at housemaster.com. Awesome. So please reach out to Lisa if you have any questions. I will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Just uh, tune in and we'll see you then. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.
This is WNRI Woonsocket.